James, it's been a while, so thank you very much for joining me for a coffee with the editor. How have things been? Philippa, thanks. And uh, it's nice to have another coffee with the editor. In person. <laughs> In person. Um, things have been very good. We are extremely busy on all fronts. It's an exciting, um, but at the same time, a little bit scary time in the rail industry, I think, in the region. It is indeed. But before we jump into what's happening and, and your opinions there, let's actually talk about some things that have been in the news. Well, it's late, early last year, only this year, late last year, the Class 39s. How's that upgrade going? Yes, good. Um, we are uh, testing on the first two locomotives. They're going to be out of Roslyn um, on or about the 15th of June. Um, and we have uh, contracted all of them uh, to customers for lease. So the first two will be out in the middle of June, and then the second two will be out at the end of June. And then the fifth locomotive we're going to use as a swap-out locomotive because um, we're due to do our six yearly services on uh, that wonderful General Electric C30 EMP fleet. Um, so on those uh, 12 locomotives, we're going to start doing the six yearly services on those uh, and we're going to use the class 39 as a swap out um, so that um, we don't have to take uh, a locomotive out of service effectively um, for our customers. Because you've also got um, some U20 upgrades on the go? Yes we do. Um, so we have uh, 15 locomotives um, currently in the workshops um, going through upgrades. Um, we're contracting locomotives now for March next year to give you a sense of how busy um, we are. Um, but included in those, uh, those 15 locomotives is seven U20s. Uh, they are older generation locomotives, but of course light axle load, um, perfect for some of the jurisdictions in Africa, extremely reliable locomotives. Um, they're big heavy interventions we're doing on all of those locomotives. So complete rewire of the locomotives, um, every single major component gets, um, gets refurbished. Um, and then in addition to that, um, we're working with TMB on control systems upgrades for that entire fleet, which is an exciting new partnership in the business. We're working with TMB, interestingly, on the U20s as well as on our uh, GT26s, which are some other locomotives that are currently under rebuild. Fantastic. And by the sounds of it, that means Roslyn's quite busy. Roslyn is busier than it's ever been. Um, we have currently got 24 locomotives um, under at various stages under rebuild in Roslyn. So that's uh, nine third-party locomotives for our third-party customers mm -hmm. and then uh, 15 internal rebuild projects. Of those 15, every single one is contracted and then of course our, our very valuable customers on third-party rebuilds. Of the nine, five are heavy interventions on locomotives and so uh, major scheduled services and then four, interestingly, are the first repainting uh, interventions on locomotives that we're doing for a customer um, SRS, um, which is quite nice to see that we're starting to get that work in after the big investment we made into um, our paint booth. Part of having, I suppose, the rail services have as busy as it is also comes down to the fact that you have a great team and you continue to build that team. And recently you celebrated uh, excellence at an event uh, in Pretoria where you, you recognized your staff, but you also recognized the kind of training and the amount of training that you're putting in. So tell me more about celebrating excellence. We invest an enormous amount into training, um, both through our internal uh, rail school as well as targeted external training uh, interventions for, for staff. 
Um, we worked out that last year we spent um, 44,000 Rand on average per employee across the whole company on training, which is an exceptionally big intervention. We also realized that the, the quality of the services that we provide out in the field okay, is ultimately not because we invest in brilliant assets and not because of our process and our procedure um, and not because of our facilities. It starts with the people. It's the exceptional people in our business across the eight countries where we have got boots on the ground, the 12 countries where we trade, that results in the quality of services that is associated with our company. And it's the training into those people that is a huge contributor to that. So one of the reasons for the excellence awards was that um, was our artisan program, um, where we take people out of our local community, semi-skilled um, semi artisans out of our local community, put them through a three-year course, and at the end of that, they achieve the Red Seal um, government-certified uh, diesel electrofitter certificate. It's a massive investment into those people. We spend about one and a half million rand a person over the three years. And we realized that that's something that we actually need to celebrate. Then at the same time, we realized if we're going to be celebrating our, um, our apprentices, um, we should also celebrate excellence in other areas of the business. So um, we've uh, created um, a, a safety award, a quality award, a CEO's award for, for an individual that has really exceeded in the year, um, and then also recognized um, our long service awards amongst others. So it really is, it's like an opportunity to recognize the great people in this wonderful company that we have who are contributing, often in very hard circumstances, to delivery out in the field. So about out in the field, let's touch on some of your operations in kind of Africa. I know that Railways Africa reported a little while ago, a little while ago, it's probably quite a long time ago, um, about your activities in Senegal. What can you talk about? So we've concluded in the sale of three locomotives in Senegal. Um, that's um, to CFS in, in Senegal. We've actually got a team there at the moment that's in the process of moving those locomotives um, out of the port uh, to, to start the commissioning process onto those locomotives. It was originally designed as a lease, but subsequently we've agreed with them that we will sell them the locomotives. Um, but it does come with a long-dated warranty and a long-dated maintenance uh, contract. Um, where we're going to support them into the successful um, utilization of those locomotives. So I think it's quite a good model for them. I think it suits their requirements very, very well. Um, they're investing massively into the railways. Um, Senegal is an incredible country. Um, huge investment going into their infrastructure and real tangible signs of, of a country that's on the rise. Um, and um, they're investing not only into, the, into what's very well publicized, but their high-speed commuter rail, Link, but they're also investing into the, into the um, old Dakar Bamako line with an investment up to Tabakunda, which is um, it's a big logistical hub for them. Um, so these locomotives would then be utilized post the investment into the infrastructure, which I believe is being done by FRG as we speak. Um, these locomotives will be utilized by them to initiate the service um, onto that um, upgraded track. So very exciting country, wonderful to be able to support them, nice place for us to be. Can I have an update on your hydrogen project? The team is, is working actively on that project still. We're in the final stages of, um, 
of concluding on the, the grant funding into the project. The consortium that we're working with on that project was um, successfully awarded the grant and we're now in the process of, of concluding on the uh, agreement in order to enact that. The sooner the better because it is the most wonderfully exciting project for the future of railways. You know, how do we transition from um, a, a diesel electric locomotive um, into a completely green solution and uh, this dual fuel uh, green hydrogen um, diesel um, engine that is going to be put onto these locomotives together with the fuel tender that's going to support these uh, the service is a giant leap forward for the region in terms of the way that freight rail is going to operate in future. This is a dual fuel locomotive the next step obviously will be a complete hydrogen combustion um, powered locomotive um, and the thought of water vapor being the output of a freight rail um, solution is absolutely wonderful and I, and I do think that um, for Namibia as a country to be pioneering this um, obviously with great support of the German government um, with this huge project that, that Namibia has to roll out green hydrogen solutions you may have seen that um, the Hyphen project, which is associated with our bid, um, recently or yesterday received cabinet approval um, to, to roll out um, that $10 billion, sorry, $10 billion yeah, dollar investment into, um, into the Luderitz area. We're going to have availability of, of green hydrogen in the region. It's, it's a natural progression that we should start to look to green hydrogen combustion solutions. And, and without having to go to um, the complete replacement of a train to, to replace um, and, uh, the, just the, 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 the combustion engine on that locomotive is an amazing solution for the future. I mean, it, it, it's just the most exciting thing. And whilst we're talking about pioneering from the region, how are we doing with um, rail reform and creating opportunities for the private sector? within that framework? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think the reason why um, our fleet is fully deployed, um, the reason why we've got 15 locomotives being prepared for operation and fully contracted is because of reform. It, it, it really, what, what we've seen in the region is that more and more countries are implementing rail reform, implementing third-party access, and that creates more opportunities for trains. And then at the same time, you've got the sustained high position of of commodity prices like uh, copper, cobalt, um, coal, um, uh, to a lesser extent, but still chrome and, and uh, ferrochrome, and then now increasingly nickel, and that's creating greater demand. So you've got, you've got on one hand, you've got more opportunity to run trains, you've got greater demand for trains, and the two together are translating into an interesting environment for, industry, for the industry at the moment. Um, and um, I think what we see, need to see next is investment into the infrastructure itself so we can start to Im improve transit times, start to you know, improve speed of operation, um, which is going to then lead to the opportunity for investment into new rolling stock. Um, at the moment, you'll see we're doing targeted interventions on older generation um, and, and, and clever rebuilds, clever upgrades to older generation rolling stock. The next step, as we see, more freight volumes, more tons, kilometers, is we need to see now investment coming into the infrastructure itself. And then the day that we can justify 
the investment into brand new trains for Africa um, will be an extremely happy one and a very exciting one because it shows that our industry has really um, taken the next leap. Obviously June is around the corner, safety is a big um, value of tractions. Uh, level crossing campaign, 15th of June, are you doing anything special around this? Last year we, um, we worked with the uh, rail safety regulator um, on a level crossing awareness day near our Orkney operations. Um, this year we're going to do, be doing the same thing with the RSR again. Um, and we're going to be doing a level crossing awareness day at our ALCO operations. The rail safety regulator is an, an, an extremely important stakeholder in our business. We, we work uh, closely with them. It's wonderful to be able to collaborate with them and, and, and invest in days like this um, in order to heighten level crossing awareness and safety. Well, James, thank you very much for your time.